Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana, and for today's episode, we have another one for the Another Episode, Another Country series with Italy. And for today's episode, I invited La Salo to speak about cultural intricacies, family relationships, how building a career works in Italy, and we really dive quite deep into how it is to live in Italy and how it's different for an immigrant, for example. We also talk about how is it becoming financially independent in Italy versus the UK, how was her experience living in Brazil for six months, how she navigates an intercultural relationship, and so much more. I really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I think it's very, very rich, and it really dives deep into a country that is usually where people go for vacation. So this is the daily life of Italians that I really hope that you enjoy. But before we make to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. And now without further ado, let's get into the episode. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. You're very welcome. Lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So first of all, do you want to introduce yourself? So my name is Saloma. I am Italian. I moved to Edinburgh five years ago. and I started to become a midwife here. Um, I'm currently working as a midwife at the local hospital. Nice. So... I guess, first of all, I kind of wanted to touch bases on how would you say life is in Italy in real life versus what people might think it's like, because people mm-hmm. might have some misconceptions because everything that everyone sees is like this very, very dreamy Italian summer, which I'm very sure that it's real, but I'm also sure that there's much more to Italy than that, so... How would you say this? So first of all, Italy maybe doesn't look a huge country from the outside, but actually there is a lot of diversity. You can find differences between region to region, not only north, south and center. Even I am from Tuscany, which I'm kind of the north and center Italy. And my own city, Luca, is quite different from, I don't know, Grosseto, which is in the southern part of the city by the sea. And it's also different from uh, these little towns on the mountains. So it's like there is a lot of diversity, as I said. And it's true, there is the dreamy Italian summer, although summer doesn't last all year, so you need also something else. I would say that Italy is a beautiful country. I understand why tourists love to ma- love that much. And I miss my country as well, but I think that for a young person, when you're trying to understand what you want to do in your life is uh, can be challenging. We Finding a job is quite challenging, or I mean, you can find a job, getting paid for it is another thing. I don't want to be overly critical about, but for example, when I moved to the UK, I realized that here there is something called minimum wage. In Italy, we don't have minimum wage. No, we don't. Everyone is shocked. I lived in Portugal, I lived in Brazil, and everyone was shocked when I was said we don't have minimum wage. So... I'm so shocked. How, you know? how do you even, you know? like, you can pay whatever you want? 
Uh, kind of. So for professional jobs, you would have uh, kind of national contracts. I don't know how to translate it. That uh, and I don't know. In theory, if you work as a midwife, for example, you cannot be paid less than X by month. But if you don't have something called a professional job, so I don't know, you're working as a cleaner or you're working as a carer, um, they can basically pay you whatever you want. Also, even if you have a professional job, like uh, my first degree is in architecture. So I studied to be an architect in my country, I finished my degree, I never worked actually as an architect, but they can make you work for a very little amount of money for, month, for months and months in fake the internship, but you are graduated already and you have your professional education in Florence and she's an architect. She's now working as an architect. Um, she is fine, but for the first few years after her graduation, she was getting paid something like uh, two years an hour, two year per hour, which is shocking because they were paying her like in cash, cash in hand and it was like uh, 500 euro a month, maybe something less. And she was told that, that this was because uh, she just graduated and she didn't have experience. And this thing went on for a couple of years and she couldn't have done that without her parents able to support her. And I mean, there are choices. So if she was happy to do that, I'm very happy she could have done that. I personally didn't want to do that. Many other people didn't want to do that. And as I say, maybe there is someone else who is Italian listening to my words thinking, you're completely silly, that has not my experience in Italy. And as I said, there are situations that they are maybe slightly better, especially in the north, or situations that they are slightly worse, sometimes in the south, but not necessary. Um, that you don't have a minimum that you can expect in a way, especially when you are young, when you're studying, when you're finishing to study, is is quite hard. And um, other things that I think Italy has uh, a lot of good laws to protect people who are in employment. We get sick pay, doesn't matter which job you do. If you have regular contact, you get sick pay and it's a decent sick pay, not like uh, statutory sick pay in the UK, which is not that much. You always get holidays, you always get pension, your employers have to pay for your pension. But equally, if you're not lucky enough to have a regular contact and this happens a lot, you don't have any of these benefits. So. On papers, everything works amazingly. In reality, not many people have the same luck. Of course, if you have a specialized and qualified job, I don't know, you work in IT or you are an engineer of certain kind of engineer. I don't think a civil engineer is that great. Um, like you can have better condition, but for the large majority of people, can be hard. I wouldn't recommend anyone to migrate to Italy. I mean, if you want to go there for the experience, to stay a few months, enjoy life, that's great. But I think that compared to my experience in the UK, I think that being a migrant in Italy is a lot more difficult. There is a bit of less protection in a way, because no minimum wage, 
there are not rights that they are really for everyone. The UK has uh, quite a few problems as well. Can be hard here as well, but I think that and I'm saying this <laughs> crying because I love my country. I think that Italy is far worse. And last thing I would like to say is that I think that lifestyle in Italy, if you have enough money, is probably better than in many countries in Northern Europe because the quality, the quality of food is better. I know that the seems a cliche, but it's the way it is. And the, you're not so much rushed in doing things. You can take your time, take it easy. Again, if you have enough money to afford to do that. Um, I don't know what else uh, <laughs> I cannot, like, I don't know exactly which kind of stereotypes people know about Italy. I just know the one about the food and I just know the one about La Dolce Vita. Is there anything else that you think you know about Italy and you want to ask me? Yeah, I think it would be a lot on the food side of things because... Yeah. Obviously, Italian cuisine is like one of the best ones in the world. It's just so amazing. And well, I, at least in Brazil, we try, mm -hmm. like, we obviously like have a lot of Italian influence because of like yes. right after colonization and everything. So we have, we're very used to eating pasta and stuff, but it's something that we try not to do so often because it's like a lot of carbs and everything. And then I saw this on TikTok, I think a couple of years ago, yeah. this girl in Italy saying that she eats pasta every night and it's something normal for Italy. Yes, it is. So at least when I was growing up, we would have pasta at lunchtime and then my mom would make meat or fish or any other proteins at night. So I think that is true. Pasta is basically pasta pure carbs but equally we don't use much oil we don't use much unhealthy thing and you need carb to live so I don't think that eating pasta every day is a problem because you still need your carbs but for example we would not normally drink uh, fizzy juices like when I was in Brazil I remember that often people were drinking refrigerante kind of often I don't know if this is your experience this one has been my experience mm -hmm. and for me it was weird because uh, normally you don't drink um, a fizzy juice or coke unless say it's a Saturday night or it's some sort of special occasion and we tend to not eat much outside of meals like we don't we have uh, I mean in my experience in Italy was uh, I had my breakfast then I would have a snack in the morning if I was in school otherwise I just stopped doing it then I had uh, my lunch and then in the afternoon uh, you may have a snack around five o'clock but again it's something that you drop when you become a bit older sometimes and then you have your dinner and that's it I think uh, we tend to eat more in the three main meals and then we don't eat much else outside which is something that in the UK probably is quite different more different most of my colleagues have snack and they skip meals and sometimes uh, I find myself doing the same because at the moment I'm working in hospitals so I'm working shifts and I'm up at weird times at night so <laughs> my biological clock is a bit messed up at the moment but maybe that's the reason why we are able to eat pasta every day. I hope I answer you. 
And what are some cultural aspects that you would say for Italy? Because we see a lot in TV shows and everything like, oh, I come from an Italian family. So everyone's all together all the time. They have very much like this family unit. Is it really something that is Italian? Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Moving to Edinburgh was not an easy decision, and it required a lot of mental and emotional preparation. And nothing could have prepared me better than going to therapy. I've been in therapy for the past seven years now, and I cannot recommend it enough for those who think about starting this journey. I know sometimes it might be hard to find a good therapist that will match you, so that's why I recommend a better help as your next therapy source. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy. But with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash the Brazilian POV. That's betterehlp.com slash the Brazilian POV. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, uh, we have this thing in Italy that we like it all together. Every family is different. Uh, despite being Italian, my family is quite small. It's only me, my dad, my mom, my sister, and now my nana. And me and myself and my sister moved away. So we don't do that all the time anymore. But growing up, we were making a point of having lunch all together if we were at home and having dinner all together. Like if my dad was coming back home after nine o'clock at night, my mom would still try and make us have dinner with him all together. And my partner is not Italian and sometimes <laughs> says that my family can be overwhelming like not directly towards him, but he see the kind of expectation I am under. Like um, in Italy, you have the expectation that you have to be very, very close to your family. So sometimes what you want to do for yourself uh, goes uh, a bit, how can I say? Sometimes uh, it's not a priority like what you have to yeah. do for yourself. Uh, you have to think of what, it's better for your family. Like, for example, moving abroad uh, can be considered quite selfish because I'm not there for my family the whole time. And I know that uh, I will have to move, move back if they need me in a way. It's something that I want to do, but it's something that also I grew up with. And for example, I have uh, a few friends from other countries, so they are from here or they are from, I don't know, Northern Europe. And I think that there is more autonomy in a way like uh, they are expected to move out when they are 18 
which is what my partner did, uh, his brother and sister did, and this is what most of my Scottish friend did, even though they were not going anywhere else. They were just living in Edinburgh. They just rented a flat with friend. This is something that in Italy, many family would see almost as offensive. Why you don't want to stay with your family unless there is a very good reason? Why do you want to move away? Why do you want to waste your money rent to just stay here with us? I also think a part of it is because, as I said before, um, it's difficult to find a job or even if you're working, it's difficult to be economically independent. So we tend to stay together as long as possible, not only because we want, but also because sometimes you don't really get a choice. And parents think they have to provide for children until they are, I don't know, 70. <laughs> I don't know. But for example, I feel so lucky that since I moved here, I immediately got a job, I was working in retail, and then uh, I trained to be a midwife, and then I got this job. So I never had to ask for anything, but I know that if I was going to ask for something to my parents today, they would immediately give me, if they could. Like, you feel, you feel that... Uh, there is not an age where, okay, you are too old, you cannot go to ask your parents some money. Your parents they will always give you money if you have to. But in exchange, there is this expectation that you need to always be there for them. And it's not that it's something that anyone speaks loudly about. It's just something that you feel is right. And again... Maybe there is someone else who is Italian listening to this thinking, uh, what are you talking about? This is not my experience. I'm doing these things because I want to. I do these things uh, because I want to as well. But I think that compared to other countries, we have this thing uh, which is not present present in other culture. No, I but I think it's like quite interesting because I feel like in this aspect, Italy and Brazil are quite similar because on a general yes. basis, we actually don't leave home when we get to 18. We stay at home until we get married or we actually move away or something because there is really no need to move away, like yeah. you to stay with your parents. And also we have this little bit of an issue with salary as well. So it's just like cheaper and it makes more sense. And like I said, on a general basis, we're closer to our family than other cultures especially like north as you mentioned i think because uh at the end of the day we are all latin and i think that brazil has huge influx from italy or from spain from i don't know but you know uh one i because i was uh, living in brazil for a few months and i think that in general people are more relaxed about things than they are in Italy. Like my mom, I bless her, I love my mom. She's the most important person in my life. But like, uh, I remember when my mom was getting upset at me, she would say to me, why are you poisoning my existence? Which translated in English is quite a strong expression. And I just thought that was normal, but I wasn't doing anything special. Like, I don't know, we were supposed to go somewhere and there was, uh, and it was late and late and late. And then mama would explode and say, why are you poisoning my existence? And I thought that the expressing ourselves in this way was kind of normal. Like if your parents are using this word to speak towards you, to speak to you is okay, is acceptable because they are your parents, they can do what you want. But I think I mentioned this to 
a friend over here and she was absolutely shocked like this is not a normal way to speak and I'm like oh okay and <laughs> I used the same expression with my partner like he was uh, late as it was like with my mom and at some point I exploded and it was like why are you poisoning my existence why are you doing this to me and his parents were in the other room and his parents were shocked they thought that he did something terrible to make me talk like that they thought it was a very horrible thing just happened and I was like no no it's just like that. we're fine we're cool and his parents were like okay <laughs> so I just yeah and I think you understand this thing only when you move away from your country and you start to you start to think that maybe this is not the norm everywhere which again is not necessary that uh, other culture are better or worse that they are just different and you talked about living in brazil how did that happen so i so i was studying in portugal this is because i did my university in florence in italy and in my first year of university i went to Portugal as an Erasmus student. It's a kind of exchange program. I don't know if it's still a thing, hopefully. So I moved to Coimbra. I was 21, going to 22, and it was such a good year. So I started learning Portuguese in Coimbra in Portugal because I, thankfully, at the time I didn't speak English and I decided I prefer learning Portuguese than English. Also, I was living in Portugal, so it would have made sense. And basically, for some reason, I only had one in another Italian friend, but the rest of my friends were Brazilian. So I basically learned Portuguese with them and it was such a good experience. And we became really close. And I yeah and then um, after this um, and then after this year I decided uh, I wanted to go to Brazil and see and and see because I heard so many things about Brazil I was in a sort of relationship with a Brazilian guy and that was very cute and so my university was giving us the chance to do a exchange program again but for an internship we had to do an internship before graduating so one of my brazilian friend was working in an architectural studio and she asked her boss if he was happy to have me and this man surprisingly said oh yes of course she wants to come and it's only for 40 days so we can use some help so i went there and again was uh, a great experience uh, I was also surprised because I didn't expect I was going to get paid for these uh, 40 days of then, then became more of uh, of an uh, internship because in Italy they wouldn't pay you for an internship but I was shocked because uh, at the end uh, of this first month the wife of the architect who was only the who was also the person um, in charge of administration came and she basically gave me this little envelope and there were money in it 
And I was like, what is that for? And she was like, oh, this is your pay because you have been working, you know? And it was not that much. I think that was uh, uh, $470, which I don't know how much it was. Yeah, like, honestly, the internships in Brazil, they don't pay a lot, but they have to pay you regardless. So Yeah, yeah. So she told me that that was the basic pay of uh, a stagiario, of a person who does the internship. And I was shocked because I was like, like uh, they accept me basically to because they knew my friend and I, I didn't expect to get paid. They never discussed this before, but they and I, I found it so good because like it's true. I have been working. I have been learning as well. And I was not familiar with something because I didn't know all the rules about construction in Brazil since I studied in Italy. So they had to help me quite a lot. Uh, and yes, I was doing my little thing on Photoshop. I was good at that. But I feel that in Italy, they wouldn't have mm, be so patient towards me or they wouldn't have paid me. And maybe they were just very good people. But I will remember forever that the first money I ever earned in architecture, in a regular thing, in a regular job paid was in Brazil. So yes, <laughs> it was not a lot, but was more than expected, which was nothing. So that was good. Um, I think Brazil, again, has a lot of variety. I think that what most people know about Brazil is probably, I cannot say, I cannot pronounce this well, sorry, Rio de Janeiro, I cannot say they are, but that one, or all the southern part of Brazil, or maybe the northeast, so Salvador de Bahia, and uh, no, I went to Manaus, Boa Vista, which was Amazonas and Roraima, where not many Brazilian people who don't live there go. So my experience maybe was a bit different, but I love it. I, I went there thinking um, I know already all the possible variation of Portuguese. I am so good. I, I will be fine. And yes, it was fine, but there were there was a lot of slang that uh, I never came across before. And sometimes people would uh, overestimate my level. So they were <laughs> talking to me, especially old people with very specific regional, I don't know, slang or expression. And they was like, what's that? <laughs> and the last thing that I want to talk about is you said that you have a relationship with someone who's not from here. So how do you navigate an intercultural relationship? And like, how does it work for you with different customs, for example? Yeah, so to be fair, I feel I had more relationships with people who weren't Italian than with Italian people, which is weird that my ex-boyfriend was Brazilian and the person I am in a relationship with now, he's Australian but he moved here like ages ago, 10, 12 years ago. So I think I never thought much about it. Um, I know that sometimes people ask me, do you get tired to speak all the time in, I don't know, English? Or when I was with my ex-boyfriend, do you get tired to speak all the time in Portuguese? And I was like, I, I never thought like that. I think that when you're in a relationship, even if you're speaking the language of the other person, you kind of create your own language. Like I remember at the beginning, I was um, 
saying a few things wrong or I was using expression in a way they are not meant to use. And now we are using them in my wrong way the whole time because it means something for us. I think uh, I didn't feel a lot of cultural, dif cultural difference with my ex-Brazilian boyfriend. I think we were kind of having the same culture. I feel more difference maybe with my partner now because uh, I don't know how to I don't know how to say I think that especially at the beginning of the relationship he was a bit cooler than what I was expecting my boyfriend to be like more reserved in a way so he would not say out of blue I love you or he would not be super how can I say like if he took months very before, warm you mean yeah like he took months to say to his mom and dad that we were in a relationship and this happened like uh, we were together for Christmas is that fun and his dad asked him what are you doing for Christmas and he was like I am here with my girlfriend and his dad was like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? You never said you had a girlfriend. And it's like, oh, well, you never ask, which is true, not normally. And we have been together for, we were together for four months by that point. So maybe a conversation could have came up. But I wish he was able to speak Italian, but more because uh, there are things that, is difficult to translate and we're going to get hopefully married in 2025 and we're planning to have children at some point so I wish I was able to speak Italian at least by that point because I want my children to speak Italian and I want my children to grow up with all the Italian things and I don't know if we will ever go back in Italy but other than that I think that culture maybe doesn't matter that much as long as you get along with each other. I think uh, at the end of the day, everyone wants, wants to love and be loved. So you can express it in different way. But if you want the same thing at the end, mm -hmm. the way you're expressing them doesn't matter that much. And yeah, I... I, I think that this is it. I wish uh, sometimes uh, I feel uh, I'm making all the effort in this relationship because I'm speaking in your language uh, and I'm the one who is making the communication possible. And that's true, but it's also true that uh, I didn't come over here for him and I didn't learn English for him. I was already able to speak English when I met him. So it's not that I'm doing this for him. It just... It just happened that he was in my life when I was living in an English-speaking country. I would be annoyed if we moved back to Italy, for example, and he was not going to learn Italian and he was just thinking that I was going to get along with everything by myself. But I think it's possible. I think that when you are in an in a relationship with someone who doesn't speak your language and is not from your country, you just need to focus on what you have in common rather than what makes you different 
and it's also an occasion to develop and grow as a person because uh, he helped me to understand that some of the Italian habits I had, uh, maybe they were not right for me or not necessarily healthy. And I think that I taught him how to express himself a little bit more, <laughs> or, at least that, or at least I would like to think so. So finally, every week we give a recommendation of a book, a movie or a TV show. What recommendation do you have for our listeners this week and why? Okay, so I'm going to recommend you a book called Womb by Leah Hazard, which is a book about um, basically the womb and women's health written by a midwife. It's something that I think we don't speak much, we don't talk a lot about, and I think that is important to it. So Leah Hazard is a midwife. She wrote a few books about midwifery. This one is more a science, uh, accessible science book about female physiology and about women's health, which is something that even us as women, often we don't know much and this can lead problems and condition that they are not diagnosed. It doesn't look the funniest thing, but I can tell you it's very easy to read even though you don't have any science background. Um, let me know if you like it. All right, perfect. So thank you so much for coming to the podcast and sharing so much about Italian culture and really the professional landscape, family. It was very, very interesting. And I felt like we could get really get into the nit, the big nits like of the Italian culture. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, I hope so. You're very welcome. Uh, remember, the experience of everyone is different. So I'm not here to speak about all Italians and all Italian culture. That's my experience as an Italian person. So that's it for today's episode. I know that this one was a little bit different than the other ones from this series because it didn't include travel tips, which is kind of weird because obviously Italy is a huge travel destination. But this is because I thought I would do a little bit different this time. One episode about culture and family and work, career, whatever. And another one about traveling tips and just going around the country, what to see, how to see things, how to travel, tips and everything good in life to prepare yourself for summer in Italy. And for that, I'm going to call a good friend of mine to give tips from her own country. And this is happening in a few weeks. I'm quite unsure yet when it's going to be, but the plans are set already. So keep an eye on that. But that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I really hope to see you back here next week. Bye, everyone.